This is Calgary Today with Angela Cocott on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. In the last couple of weeks, we've had lots of conversations about the Calgary Police Service and how it deals with people who might be struggling with drug addictions or mental health issues. I wanted to shine the light on um, a team within the police service as well as AHS that you might not be familiar with, and it's called PACT, the Police and Crisis Team. I want to introduce Constable Miguel Lay. Hello, Constable Lay. Hello, Angela. And I also want to introduce Stefan Makwana. He is a registered nurse with AHS. Stefan, hello. Hello, Angela. Thanks for having us. Well, I'm glad you're there together because you are a team. Miguel, take me back to when your partnership began. Well, the team formed back in uh, January of 2010, and Stefan and myself became partners uh, back in June of 2010. So we've been working with each other for about six years now. Stefan, for someone who says, what is PACT? What is the police and crisis team? Uh, What's your explanation? Okay, PACT is a partnership between Alberta Health Services and the Calgary Police Service. So my function uh, is as a mental health clinician. As you mentioned, my background is a registered nurse. Um, And what we do is we respond to mental health-related calls throughout the city that require a police presence. Give me an example of that, Miguel. I'm just wondering, is this citizens calling PACT? Is this other officers saying, we need Miguel and Stefan here? Well, Angela, uh, our referrals come from officers, the public, and other services that are involved in mental health uh, already. Primarily, uh, most of our referrals will come from um, regular street officers who are dealing with individuals that have complex mental health histories, and they don't, aren't sure what to do with them, so they refer to us. Give me an idea, an example. I don't need a specific case, but how you would respond and maybe a situation that you have had to attend to. We're an outreach team, uh, and we're mobile within the city of Calgary. It could be any location. Oftentimes, we uh, come to a client's primary address, um, whether it be a home or whether it be one of our shelters. could also be a doctor's office or one of our clinics. Um, so we, we meet with the patient or the identified client where they are. Um, now, one of the first things we're trying to do is quickly engage them, build rapport, build trust. Uh, my function is I'm completing a, a mental health assessment uh, as part of the crisis intervention that we're doing. Um, and once we identify the needs of that person, uh, we're trying to connect them with uh, resources within Alberta Health Services or within the police department or other community agencies that um, might be uh, providing counseling services, housing services, financial services, that type of thing. Constable Lay, your role then, because if, let's say in the example of another officer calling PACT and saying, I need some help here, I'm dealing with someone who has a mental health issue. So would it be enough that Stefan, as a mental health expert or the registered nurse would come? Give me your role in a situation like that. Well, my role primarily is to deal with uh, the law side of it, uh, the criminal code and the Mental Health Act. So under the Mental Health Act, an officer and or a doctor um, are the only persons, uh, and a judge, I guess, are the only persons empowered to apprehend a person under the Mental Health Act. And that looks like just, you know, identifying the individual clients uh, that are in distress or a danger to themselves or others or deteriorating. Uh, There's a threshold that has to be met, and if that threshold is met, then under the Mental Health Act, an officer has um, the ability to apprehend the person and transport them to hospital. 
So uh, in certain cases, a lot of the officers on the street just don't have enough background information. They're just dealing with those individuals at the moment. We have the luxury because we're not a primary response team. We're a secondary response team. So they'll give us a call. Uh, Within our partnership, we have a um, memorandum of understanding where we can share information back and forth through our database. So we have a, a better picture when we attend those calls or give consultation to those officers. I'm trying to picture this. So, uh, Constable Lay and Stefan, are you together at a police district office or are you in different ends of the city and you get a call and so you both respond to the same place? Uh, Constable Lay and myself, we start our day together at the West Winds Police Headquarters. Um, So that's where we'll uh, pick up our equipment, check our emails for the day and kind of um, determine what clients we might be uh, scheduled to see. Um, and then we'll head downtown to the Sheldon Schumer Urgent Care Center, um, where we work closely with uh, several other Alberta Health Services uh, community outreach teams working in mental health. And uh, from there, we, we stay together for the entire shift and uh, respond to calls uh, throughout the city that are either referred to us by police, by AHS services, or other community resources. How many teams like this are there, uh, Miguel? Well, Angela, it started off initially just for the six months uh, at the beginning of January 2010 with only two teams that serviced the downtown core of Calgary. Two teams, uh, of, two, teams of two. Two teams of okay. two, yeah, a partnership, like I said, the officer mm-hmm. and the clinician. Uh, it quickly uh, came to, to light that, you know, those services were in dire need. So uh, the, the team got expanded to five teams. Um, so we operate seven days a week uh, from the hours about 7 o'clock in the morning till about 11 p.m. at night. We're available. That the teams are available, that because right away available. I'm thinking, wow, what happens from 11 till 7 the next morning? Well, I mean, in, in those situations, the hospitals are still open. Um, so if they are unsure, if the officers are unsure what to do, they, they will still apprehend and take those individuals to, uh, you know, the emergency rooms. Mm-hmm. And in those cases, uh, those clients could be referred to us for follow-up. And that's where you said you'd kind of check your emails. Maybe you've got some scheduled appointments with people who could have had a situation the night before. Yeah, exactly. Miguel, how long have you been an officer? I've been an officer just um, 18 years now. Oh, this is great. 18 years. You have to tell me, though, because you've only been with PACT, well, for about six years, correct? Yes, correct. Why you wanted to get into the police and crisis team? Uh, the police and crisis team kind of gives the service an opportunity to develop good relationships with those individuals. Uh, you know, the street officers, they're so busy, uh, their time is in such high demand that they don't have the ability to, to build those, foster those relationships with individuals. And as you know, Angela, it's, you know, uh, very easy to talk to somebody that you have a relationship with and get them to understand your point of view versus, you know, knocking on the door and, and introducing yourself and trying to get your point across after two minutes of conversation. In the 18 years, how have you seen officers and the way they approach people with mental health issues? How have you seen things change? When I started with the department, there was uh, very little um, education uh, for officers who are coming onto the street. We mostly relied on the seniors officers experience. But just in the last uh, five years with the development of PACT, uh, myself and the other teams give presentations to new recruits, uh, you know, giving them scenarios, uh, a little bit more education on mental illness and addictions so that they're a little bit more 
better prepared when they are dealing with those individuals on the street. So you're saying in the 18 years when you became an officer, uh, things have changed considerably as far as how now you approach someone who may be dealing with a mental health issue? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, like I said, the education is a huge piece. Um, you know, uh, back then, I think the, the automatic response was just take them to hospital, get them to an expert. Uh, but the officers are better trained now, so they have the ability to ask more questions, have a better understanding of resources that are available to them and to the clients that they're dealing with. Stefan, do you think your team helps diffuse situations as opposed to escalating situations? Oh, absolutely. I would definitely say that we help diffuse situations. Uh, one of the primary goals of PACT is to um, divert individuals from the justice system when appropriate and also divert them from other emergency services such as um, EMS in our emergency departments, as I say, when appropriate. So um, we're able to, to come in and assess the situation and determine uh, what is the best resource for this person in that instance, whether it be going to hospital or staying in the community and accessing uh, resources from there. And oftentimes, we're able to connect them with resources that keep them functioning in the community for longer periods of time. Constable A, have you got any idea how many um, calls you've gone to in the, well, since you started in June of 2010? Um, I don't. We have some figures from um, last year. So last year, the teams uh, attended um, what was 400 and, over 470 calls, uh, referrals just to PACT alone. And that's divvied up between the, uh, the five teams. And two, 221 of those resulted in enrollments for our patients um, or clients. So, and often out of those 221, we would be meeting with those people multiple times. So as Miguel mentioned earlier, that's part of the luxury of PACT is we can engage with these people and follow up, and we often see them in multiple instances. And in fact, we have some of the client, same clients you know, for the past six years. Is this a mental health unit? For, a, for CPS. Miguel? Is it a mental health unit? You, we often talk about, well, and we've had, you know, as I said, since a few stories hit the headlines, we have heard of other police services, and this is how they deal with people who are dealing with addictions or mental health issues. And, and some services or forces, however you want to call it, they, they actually have a dedicated mental health unit with, that sounds exactly what you guys have, a police officer and someone who is, has a mental health background. Yes, definitely we are a mental health unit. And like I said, Angela, earlier, the need for this is, has been, you know, increasing uh, year to year, uh, so much so that we've actually started another pilot project where there's a clinician embedded into the districts. Right now, there's only two districts in Calgary that have clinicians that operate um, in those districts. And their job is mainly the same as ours, but they're dealing with uh, more chronic uh, mental health clients that are living in that community that just don't meet the threshold for us to deal with, but uh, that the police are dealing with on a a day-to-day basis. So, Stefan, when you say addictions and mental health issues, are are you also dealing with people who may be struggling with drug addictions? Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, um, the clients that we deal with are are really some of the more complex um, cases in the city, and oftentimes they have both mental health concerns uh, as well as addictions. Um, you know, not to say that everyone who has a mental illness has an addiction or, or vice versa, but 
the the clients that Pact was designed to deal with um, have have or are suspected of having a mental illness, um, usually have an addiction, and other barriers to engagement such as um, such as homelessness and chronic mental illness. You know what? Uh, I just lost track of the clock here because I've been engrossed in the conversation. I'm going to take a break here, and I I want to just have you for a couple of more minutes. And in the commercial break, you have to think of a, a story, a call that really stands out to you for good or for bad. But uh, we want to find out more the the role that your unit has played in our city and in the police service. All right. Absolutely. Constable Miguel A is my guest, along with Stephen McWana. He is a registered nurse with AHS. I'm Angela Cocott. You're listening to Calgary Today on News Talk 770. I am talking about the Police and Crisis Team, or PACT. It's been around since January of 2010. It has built up to five teams of two, and the two meaning one police officer and someone from AHS, a registered nurse, someone with a mental health background. And and this is, well, as we heard before the, the commercial break, this is the closest thing to what police would call a mental health unit, making sure that if there is a call where police or even residents don't know what to do, then they at least can call teams such as Constable Miguel Lay as well as Stefan McGuana. Stefan is the registered nurse with AHS and obviously Constable Lay is with CPS. So before the break, I said I wanted to hear a story that in your five years of being a team really sticks out for you. Constable Lay, what can you remember? Uh, one of our earliest clients uh, came onto our radar um, just through regular police channels, uh, constantly calling in uh, daily three to four times a day. Uh, really using up our resources to, like, threats to people, bomb threats, uh, was homeless and living in a shed. Uh, took us many, many encounters with the individual to build the rapport. Um, and when we did, we established that the individual had had, uh, like, decades of mental health history with Alberta Health Services and obviously with uh, CPS as well. Through engagement and many attempts of getting him housed, just in the last two years he's been housed, has not had very many, if at any, uh, police involvement, and has been out of hospital now for also about uh, a year and a half, two years. And maybe without PACT, that person would have continued to be a drain on resources, whether the justice system or CPS. So a great story. Stefan, what's a favorite story for you in the time you've been with PACT? We had a another client who came to us again through police channels, um, because often they are the first responders. So uh, police were dealing with this individual um, on a weekly, if not nightly basis, um, in the context of um, suicidal ideation and being brought to hospital. Um, this person would be treated in hospital uh, and then released back into the community, in which case police would become involved in, in basically the exact same situation. Um, but through, through packed involvement and numerous attempts uh, at engagement, um, Eventually, this person was admitted to hospital for a lengthy period of time. And uh, with the PACT involvement, we were able to have that cooperation and collaboration behind the scenes to have kind of a a multi-agency plan in place for how to deal with this person when they came back out, um, which eventually they did. And and again, while calls to service have not uh, completely ceased, um, there was a time where this person probably didn't call for, for several months um, and um, is using uh, far fewer resources, but is still engaging with us when they need assistance. 
You know, as you say, it's grown from the original two teams of two to five teams of two. Miguel, I know you don't make policies or get to decide where money is spent, but do you see PACT as an area where really we could use more resources? Well, Angela, like I said before, the growth is there. Uh, we have uh, clinicians starting to be embedded into the district's uh, district offices. So the frontline officers have, you know, immediate uh, consultation, someone to consult with. I forgot to mention, and it's a, such a huge piece, we also have a sixth team that's attached to PACT. Uh, they're called the Community Treatment Order Team. And they uh, just handle 8 to 10 or 8 to 15 clients uh, that are so uh, resource-intensive that they have to be assigned caseworkers. And that one team just deals specifically uh, for these clients. And they are pretty much lifelong clients. Constable A. Stefan, thanks so much for your time today and telling us about the police and crisis team. Thanks, Angela. Thanks, Angela. Constable Miguel Lay, he's with CPS, and Stefan McWana is a registered nurse with AHS Partners in PACT. Calgary Today with Angela Cocott, weekdays at 3 on News Talk 770 Calgary.